Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 27 of Daffy's Roundtable. For this week's episode, I have another returning guest, Derek Bird of Bird's Eye Exotics. If you haven't already seen our first episode, go back to episode 6 to learn all about leopard geckos. Derek is a good friend of mine who's also based here in Ottawa, and so we're frequently hanging out and having interesting conversations about reptiles. So I figured we might as well hit record and share some of those conversations with you guys. Today, we're talking about problems commonly seen in leopard geckos and morph mutations, because as I mentioned last time Derek was on, he is my resident leopard gecko specialist. So of course, I had to discuss leopard geckos again with him. That being said, I'm sure Derek will be on very soon to discuss some of the other projects he's working on besides leopard geckos, so make sure you keep on the lookout for that. Before we begin, allow me to give a shout out and huge thank you to Exoterra for sponsoring this episode. Exoterra makes quality products for our pet reptiles to make them feel at home. Also, I want to say a quick thank you to everyone who came out to the Exoterra escaping event at Critter Jungle on July 30th. I had a lot of fun and I hope you all did too. Okay, without further ado, let's get into the Leopard Gecko Talk with Derek Bird of Bird's Eye Exotics. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good well. How are you? <laughs> First of all, thank you for coming back once again. Of course, it's nice just, to do it in person this time. Yes, I agree. First of all, I wasn't set up for it the first time, but now that I am, um, happy to start doing them in person. It's a lot more fun. This way we can have drinks, you know, we can uh, have an actual conversation. It's a little more natural. Um, so, Derek, last yeah. time came on and we spoke about leopard geckos. Today, we're going to talk about more leopard geckos. For um, it. Um, but we're going to take a bit of a different turn on it. We're going to talk more about like some of the problems, some of the mutations from like inbreeding, stuff like that, right? Okay. Um, and then some maybe like problems with current care and stuff like that. It, it'll, it'll be a lot of leopard gecko talk, but before we get into that, I know you've got a couple more animals since the last time we've spoke. So um, what's new in the, uh, the exotic, what, what, uh, in the birds, bird's eye exotics. Bird's eye exotics. Thank you. I don't know why I lost my words there. Bird's eye exotics reptile room. Um, it's it's a it's more than a few. I I believe the last time we did this, just over a year ago, I think. Yeah, you were still at your old house. I was still at my old house. Yes. I had a smaller reptile room. I think I was at fifteen. Yes. Reptiles. I have, I have thirty eight now. So Sweet. things have grown a little bit. Yeah. Uh, taking on some new projects. My newest ones being uh, banded leaf toad gecko breeding. I'm trying to breed certain species of anole now to try and get a cattle breeding program for them going. Uh, I have my marble gecko breeding pair. Yes. I'm getting heavily into milk snakes. Yes. Uh, hopefully by uh, 2024 is when my 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 guy should be about ready to go. Nice. So it's kind of a long nice wait period there, but I like to grow up myself, so I'll go it that way. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be taking on gargoyle geckos later this year. It's like all, all kinds of all and you kinds just of got the, uh, the baby house snakes, which I like very much. The black African house snakes. Yeah, yeah I have uh, I have two babies. And I have yeah. one adult. Yeah, who they are something I wasn't expecting to like as much as I do. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're cool. really they spend a lot cool. of time burrowed though, right? Not as much as you think. Yeah, as okay. the, for the first while. Yeah, they were burrowed ninety percent of the time come out for food but i have to go find them right uh now whenever it's feeding day they know they're they're out they're waiting just like all the, just like the milk snakes my corn snake is usually out waiting my racer is usually out waiting um you said feeding day do you feed on a fixed schedule do you have like a specific day of the week or bi-weekly that you feed on i really try to stay fixed yeah okay. uh i try and go every saturday 
doesn't always work out that way work with out, okay. you know schedules and everything. Yeah. But uh, I, I really try for every Saturday. Okay. And easiest snake in the world to handle. Yeah, the, even, the house snakes. Yeah, even yeah. the the little babies made about maybe a foot. Nice. My nephews come over. It's the first thing I bring out. Yeah. Because they yeah, just yeah. hang out. I uh, yeah. I, I when I came when I came over, I I had both of the the babies on my hands and yeah. they, were, they were a lot of fun. To they play. just hang out with you. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Anything else? Um. Oh, I know. Well, you got some frogs. You forgot to mention. I got. I got <laughs> a few new frogs. Um. That's why I have marbles now to burrowing frogs. Now I have a, a trio looking to to get a, a fourth. I'm super excited about those. We they are talk about those. I, we, I, we didn't even like discuss that we were going to talk about them, but maybe let's talk about. That's those true. For a yeah. For the record, I have basically no idea what we're talking about. We're just kind of. I, I, I was given it. almost no rundown. I kind of came in blind, so it's gonna be fun. Like yeah, I said. it's gonna be interesting. <laughs> um, no, okay. they're they're great. They're shockingly easy to handle. Do they spend a lot of time burrowed? Hundred percent of the time. Hundred percent. You almost never almost never. Okay. When it's like freshly, I'll give them like a heavy mist. Okay. Uh, whenever I, whenever I do that, they'll kind of occasionally come out a bit, but for nice. the most part, they're just burrowed. Uh, but once you find them, if you bring them out, obviously it's amphibian. You gotta use caution, gloves, wet hands, whatever you gotta do there. Not not too long. Nice. But uh, they just kind of hang out with you. Cool. They're one of the more unique looking species. Yeah, they are. They have cute little noses. On yeah, them. it's basically on like a slightly deflated air balloon with a shovel yeah, face. Pretty much. And I love them. They're do great. You, do you put any heat on them? No. No heat on them. Room temp. Room they're temp pretty happy. Yeah. Um, but in the same room as like your snakes and everything else. So yeah, it's all in the reptile room, yeah. so it stays at a pretty okay. certain temperature. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Shall we dive into the gecko? Always. Or is there anything else you want to talk about here? That's all. I'm sure it'll come up later on. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, there's, there's no way it won't. I'm, there's animals I haven't even mentioned. I haven't even mentioned Nasher, my, uh, my Green Baron's racer. Yeah. Who gets, that? who gets all of the attention from everybody. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Really like Every time I go over, he tells me try to handle him if you, if you can. He's just way too fast. Even like with hooks, he's way too fast. So oh, he's impossible. He's strictly look at, but he's diurnal. Yeah. He's super active. Yeah. He's really interactive. He's one of those animals that you look at it like a leopard gecko or a crested gecko. Even my knob tail. Yeah. You look at them and there's nothing going on. Yeah, like, there's just empty head with eyeballs. That's all it is. Uh, but this guy, he, he he he's looking at you. He's following you around. He wants to know what you're up to. And uh, anyone who comes over, it's, it's always their favorite. It's every time. Time for. Um, okay, let's get into the leopard geckos. So, all right. Um, let's start off with what's changed. And the way people are keeping them like 10 years ago versus now like if, if someone was to ask you to start like a basic like obviously don't go for a basic starter kit but if you're going to start with a basic starter kit 10 years ago right. and a ba basic starter mm -hmm. kit now what things are available in the starter kit now that weren't available then if that makes sense over the last 10 years uh, it's it's so different okay. i because i've been keeping them for for well over 10 years yeah now, and i remember so you've been keeping them well over 10 years. But yeah, I have. And I remember going in when I was a little kid to a pet store looking for what to buy. And about 10, 15 years ago, the, the most common things you're going to find for any starter is a carpet, which is still around, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, sand was still more accepted, accepted back then than it is now. And honestly, that was about it. There was a calcium sand that people would recommend for them. Okay. Uh, walnut, like crushed walnut bedding. 
but it was really limited. So they were using, well, how were they like, how were they heating the, were they using heat pads or were they using heat, heat pad, bulbs? Heat pads are definitely around. Okay. Back then, uh, heat bulbs, I would say were more common than they are now. Because okay. people are starting to realize you don't really need one for a leopard gecko. gecko. No, and they're not as they're not as energy efficient. Like they don't last as long as a heat pad, obviously. And uh, you have no control with the heat pad. You have control. You get a thermostat. You have full control of what it's going to reach. Okay. Uh, why do you think? Why do you think that um, heat pads? Like you said, you don't need one. How do I phrase this question? Heat pad over heat bulb. Yeah, heat pad over heat bulb. Why? Uh, they don't bask. Like like uh, collar lizards, bearded dragons, something like that. They'll they'll bask. That's how they absorb their heat. Your uh, mastics also come out and bask. Okay. Uh, these guys they don't they don't overly bask. Okay. So the, the day. it's much more efficient for them to take in heat with a heat pad because then when they're hiding away uh, during the day or whenever they're in, they're taking in that heat. Okay. It's much more reliable and uh, they absorb heat really well through their through their stomach, like through their belly. Okay. They absorb heat super well that way, not as much through basking. Their skin is more delicate than any of the species I just mentioned. Okay. So it's just, it's a safer way to go about it and it's, it's just easier, honestly. Okay, so why don't we show off from that? If they're not basking, are you giving them UVB? I am. Okay. And so, yeah, no, go ahead, yeah. And I say they're not basking the sense they don't come out, they stand on a tall branch, like, say, like again, like a bearded would do, it's the easiest example I can give. But they will use the UVB. And not necessarily bask, like, they'll come out sometimes sitting on top of the hide where the UV is, and sure, maybe they'll soak it in, but I, I don't know if I consider that basking. A lot of the time, it's, they have one, one leg. One leg out, yeah. Tip of the tail, the tip of the nose is out. Like, I don't know if you saw your, your Pictus who's behind me there earlier, yeah. just had the tip of his, tip nose, his nose out. out. Yeah, just like that. Like, they'll, and they'll and take it like that. They don't need to have the full body out. And them not being nocturnal or diurnal, like, it, it is it is important for them because they're not strictly a nighttime species. So okay. Yeah, we, we did. So I'm, I'm going to play a bit of, like, the devil's advocate here. Sure. Um, because you know UVB is very de heavily debated, and especially in the leopard gecko. Oh, world, very much uh, so. Right they've now, they've been breeding them and keeping them for years without UVB. So why now are people saying that they're super important? What's your opinion? Why now are all breeders and all keepers starting to use UVB? Right. Well, I mean, yeah. What's not, your opinion? You raise a fair point. They've been kept for for decades without it. They've been bred for decades without it. But there's always room for improvement, right? Like when Rapashi, for example, came into the game. It yeah, Rapashi, like, Pangea, even yeah. the Zoomed food, it's so commonplace now for something like any new Caledonian species yeah. or uh, like Halmaharas, things like that, that'll take it. Uh, Deca goes is another one. It's so common practice Everything that- Even the Emerald Tree Skink stick are taking it. Yeah. Exactly, and it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's without a second thought nowadays. Yeah. Which that wasn't around when when these guys first came into activity, right? But it was a way to improve their quality of life and potentially the lifespan. So why would you not use it? I see UVB as kind of the same thing. It's just a new tool that realizing the benefits of, and if it can improve quality of life, it can. Twenty years ago, maybe your female would breed four seasons. They're spending a lot of calcium producing eggs. If you can safely have five seasons with a nice and healthy female yeah. why wouldn't you do it you know like if, if you if there is that room for improvement you should take it that's how the reptile that, that's how things improve in the community 100 percent, 100 percent. okay so then 
without it, how prone are they to MBD? Like are leopard geckos, is it something you commonly see with them? It's not as common as some other animals. Like yeah. again, a third time mentioning it, but bearded dragons are awful for MBD. Just, just terrible. Okay. And uh, again, that's true. Lack of UBD. Tur turtles, another big thing. Yeah. Uh, they'll get MBD. Leopard geckos, yes. But it's not necessarily because of a lack of UVB. The UVB will really benefit them. Like I've seen, I've seen changes in my guys. So, so I started using UVB about six years ago. Okay. And so I'm never not going to use it at this point. But a big part of it comes from the most basic thing you're told when you walk into any pet store as a kid, and that's dust your crickets. Hundred percent. So sorry, we had a little brief interruption. Um, we were talking about MBD and leopard geckos. Right. Um, you said it's not as common with them because of dusting was the last thing we left out. Right. So they, it's kind of back to what you meant, like what you were, were saying earlier, they've been kept a long time without UVB and I'd say successfully, to be fair, at least maybe not as successfully as today, but people had a lot of success with it. Keep going, keep going. Sorry. And a big part of that is because people understood very quickly that you need to dust your feeders. Not necessarily all of them, but a lot of them, you're like the common ones, super ones, mealworms, crickets, like the big three, you need to dust. Because, and I, I'll be very brief about it because we talked about it in the last, in the, in the last episode, yeah. but the three I just mentioned, high phosphorus rate takes away calcium from the body. You need to dust to make up that difference. So the, the, the places you really see MBD, not places, but situations is no dusting whatsoever yeah that that's where it becomes common then you, ha you don't have any uvb you don't have any calcium to help make up the difference that it's losing and especially in something like a baby it can happen pretty fast understand yeah and it's and also i think like lack of variety right sorry to just jump in but i think lack of that's variety okay. in insects you know what I mean? Like variety is great. Variety is cute. So feeding some silkworms, black soldier fly larva, it's always like black soldier fly larva. Keeping things in because lack of variety is also um, a big one for it. I think. I think that goes with any animal, honestly, any reptile. Yeah. Like, even especially insect like, insectivores, I think. Oh, big time! Right? Everything can offer something different. Yeah. Say you have a hornworm versus a silkworm. You have higher fat and moisture. Silkworms are higher protein. Exactly. It can be. It had a rough shed, lost a bit of weight, went off feed. Horner could help fatten it back up pretty quick. Everything has different values, right? Black soldier fly larvae are, are perfect because they're high in calcium, low in phosphorus. They're a great size. A baby could take it, an adult could take it. It's yeah. variety, and I think you're right. Insectivores, especially, it's it can really help them. I don't think I ever go two feedings the same thing. Yeah. Always rotating between things. Really wish live dubias were legal here i also wish live because that would be if phenomenal right now but... bringing discoids in and we can start using yeah them, but i don't know if they have the same uh nutritional value as dubias no they're they're not far off but nothing yeah. beats a dubia yeah like, that, that, that's fair hey it's better than nothing like i'll step in the right I'll direction take it, i'll yeah, take it 100 no, I, I i would like to look into like a proper comparison over of the two and then compare them to crickets as well because most of what keepers in canada are feeding are crickets right so i wonder Probably, if yeah the most common there's like a health difference between the animals we're keeping here and the animals we're, they're keeping in the states on dubia right, um illegal. No yeah exactly yeah so, so what what um actually before we go into what other problems i kind of like cut you off on change in vivarium so what what other things that they have now that um that they didn't have then 
And then I'm gonna reverse the question to what things that they have then that we don't have now that we don't have for a good reason, like products that we should be avoiding, you know? Okay. Um, yeah. Everything they had then they still have now, available somewhere. Okay. Yeah. All of it. Okay. Good or bad, it's all still available. So, um, yeah. it, it's much more common now people to realize sand can be dangerous. Can be if not done properly. If not done properly, yeah. So a lot of people just way. say, sand is bad, never use sand. And that's not technically true. Yeah. Um, it comes down to a few factors in terms of sand. First, I'm gonna start off, I don't use sand. Okay. I don't, and I won't for leopard geckos, just cause I don't see the need to. It's a potential risk that could not be there, so I'm not gonna do it. Okay. I don't um, keep leopard geckos, but I do use sand for other species. I use sand for my non-tail. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, yeah, you could use sense. sand with the urinastics occasionally. Uh, like, if done properly. If anyway, done properly. Yeah. For me, with leopard geckos specifically, they're not, they're not, they're a bit more fragile than some other reptiles, okay. despite the fact that they've been around forever. Okay. And the risk of impaction is definitely there if you do it improperly. So key things, if, you, if, if you're a keeper and you really want to use sand, you can. Tong feeding is key. So that way you know they're not taking any sand in, like they don't have to chase anything, they might not, they're not gonna get a mouthful if they miss, you know? Yeah. Uh, so there's no risk of that impacting. Feeding out of a dish can also be a great thing, just make sure you clean out that dish because it's gonna walk in and out and track sand in there regardless. And the type of sand you use, I, we talked about this very briefly last we time, did. but I didn't, I didn't mention the type of we sand. We did discuss this, yeah. Some companies, not gonna name any companies, some companies use sands with additives. And those are so much more dangerous in terms of impaction than just strict sand. Okay. If the only ingredient is sand, like it's just strict sand, nothing else added into it, it, it could actually just pass through. Okay. It's more natural and it's okay. it's safer in that regard. So if you want to use sand, there you go, there are your keys. Bull, tong feed, pure natural sand. But again, that being said, I don't use it. I don't see the reason why. I'm gonna add one more. Um, the episode I did with Supreme Gecko uh, we brought the same topic up and he actually made a very good point that the lack of the reason they're licking the sand a lot of time and becoming impacted is because they have a lack of minerals in their system right. so leaving a dish of calcium or something for them to lick at uh, other minerals and other vitamins in there um, usually will help prevent that as well but yeah use sand with caution of course you know so i know it's always a touchy subject in reptile keeping so use sand with caution it has been a touchy um, subject for yeah ever yeah, uh, I'm gonna add one thing onto your add-on actually. Quickly. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, great point, brought up by by Supreme Geckos. Mm -hmm. right? Supreme Gecko yeah. and uh, Wally Kern. Absolutely correct. Great thing to do. I do it with my breeding females. Yeah, they all get it. But uh, just be aware of what what calcium you're using. Uh, so. You can overdose on D3. Right. So if you're using a calcium, just make sure it's a strict calcium or check the balance, make sure there's no vitamin D in there because that's great for dusting because you know it's getting a certain quantity, but if you're leaving it as a bull, they're eating quite a lot, they can overdose on it, just, just be aware. That's all it is. Very cool. I, I agree, that is a good point to bring up. So then you do vitamin with, uh, calcium with D3 for dusting crickets, and then yep. anything you leave in the bowl is... I personally just use... Uh, no cal. No cal. Yeah. No, no cal rapashi. So I'm a big rapashi fan. I, I yeah. use all, yeah. the, like my my reptile room in the feeding little corner there. I keep seeing it. It looks like a store. Like every yeah. rapashi is there. Right all of it's there. Yeah. Big fan. I yeah. I I can agree. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay. So then, any other any other products that should be avoided? Right. 
Yes, uh, I'm actually gonna touch a bit something. I meant to say we just got sidetracked, which yeah. we do a lot. Yeah. Um, sure. much more accepted now that they can they can be on loose substrate. That's not saying. Okay. Yeah. They can be on plantation soil. They can be on Arcadia's arid mix, which is great. Uh, Jurassic makes a tarantula mix, which they can be on. Okay. Because they, if you give them a chance, they'll burrow. Yeah. Maybe not like to the extent that you would imagine burrowing, where they completely disappear. You know, they're like, doing like, it when they're laying eggs, right? Yeah, and like it, it, it is comforting for them. They will like it in the wild. You'll, you'll find them in, in little burrows. They get away from the sun, things like that. So, so what, 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 uh, what do you use at home? Uh, depends on the situation. A lot of my guy, I look at it kind of like a breeder standpoint. Okay, uh, yeah, no, for sure. I don't use bins. Not that, not that I frown upon them. I just don't use them. So I use uh, excavator clay. Okay. Like Zeman's excavator clay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, or whatever one you want to use. Exo has their new one. Yeah. I was doing two companies. I say whatever, whatever. There's only two. Is one of those two. two. I think there's probably I, more, but those are the two that I'm familiar. The with. The two that so. I'm familiar with and that yeah. I've seen around. Uh, Exos I've used. It's newer, so I have one. Like I, I built a lot of my tanks before. Exos came out. Okay. The new Exos new one's actually really nice. Okay. But uh, whatever clay you want to use, that's what I use. It's super easy to clean up. It's nice and natural for them. You can make artificial burrows depending how you build it. Yeah. So that's great. Uh, I have I have used plantation soil before. I, I did like a like a half. Yeah, we use it at Crooked Jungle as well. Yeah, I did like a half clay, half substrate build. Okay. So the substrate build was a little bit deeper. She could go make a little burrow, which she did underneath a piece of cork. And is that where they lay their eggs? Um, or do you leave lay boxes? I use, I use lay boxes with sphagnum because they like the higher humidity. Okay. That's why they're burrowing in the wild That's when they're really lay. They're looking for that higher humidity, which you'd be shocked how humid it can be not that far deep where they come from. No, for sure. Um, so yeah, I did Loose substrate can be great. It's far more accepted now. Sand is still debatable. You you have my stance on that by this point. Yeah. Um, things that are used that were used back then, I wouldn't recommend now. There there's two big ones that I'm sure there's more, but there's two big ones that really that really stick with me. Uh, heat rocks. Okay. I think for any animal is a terrible idea. You can't regulate them. You can't control the temperature. They're a fire hazard for your house. Yeah. So that point is more than it. It's more of a danger to your reptile. It's now a danger to you and your where you live. Okay. So I just I avoid it fully. I'm sure people will have their own thoughts about that. And some might disagree with me because some people use it for years successfully, but some people have their house burned down. So yeah, I've never used them. There's my argument on that. Um, the other one is blue bulbs. Now, like no, this, this, I, I don't like them. This is heavily debated because they are used a lot for. And they're used usually at night. They are used she usually at night. Die. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. I've been watching her go this whole time. Oh, she's, yeah, she's she's having fun. Um, my stance on blue bulbs is don't. Are blue bulbs used specifically for nighttime, or are they also being used during the day? Traditionally, a lot of people use uh, blue bulbs for nighttime. So there's, there's two kinds of blue bulbs. There's one that you, you, you can see it visually. One's significantly darker, one's brighter, it's more of a daytime bulb, it's marketed as a daytime bulb. That one's not quite as bad. Uh, my big problem is, is the dark blue okay. that people that you'll you'll see advertised as a nighttime light. So you can see your reptile. During the day. Um, big issue with that is that blue falls really close to white on the color spectrum. In terms of how a reptile sees, okay, and it means they can't properly go to bed, or if it's a nocturnal species, they're not going to feel as comfortable coming out, because to them, that they'll still, it'll affect their eyes long term, because it means they have a daylight on all day, 
been essentially a daylight on all night. It can cause slowly cause retinal damage, uh, depending on your species. It can mess with their behavior pattern, like their natural behavior pattern, which can affect their health. Just, I'm I'm not a fan. And also, they say it's kind of marketed like a like a red ball, where you know they can't see, but you can see them. They could definitely see in blue. Okay. Red. Red. Sure. Red's not a problem. Red's not a problem. Why Red's not a problem. Different. Red? Completely different side of the color spectrum. Okay. Blue is nice, close to it. Even if you like see it as a dark blue, it's gonna be pretty similar in terms of. Uh, They're seeing it differently. They're gonna see it, essentially like a daylight. Okay. I don't. Very I don't see the point. Cool. Any other products that you would recommend not using? <sighs> yeah, my opinion on sand. There's the blue bulb. There's the heat rock. Heat bulbs are unnecessary. I find not that I would frown against it. If you're using a heat bulb and you're having great success all the more to you. I just, I wouldn't. I Heat pads far more effective, far, far more efficient. Okay. Other than that, it's it's really, what are what are you succeeding with? You know, because you can't argue with somebody if they're having success. No, 100%. Yeah. So if, if you're succeeding, broken, fix it. yeah, if you're succeeding, doing whatever you're doing, keep doing what you're doing. Good on you. But that's just, those, that's my two cents. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Okay. So we're back, took a quick break, refilled the drinks. Um, I got water all over me. We're ready to go. Um, so we were talking about um, bulbs, lights, right. and mm -hmm. using heat lamps, and you don't really use them. So I'm gonna ask you, first of all, what ambient temperature do you keep the your leopard geckos at? And then when you're heating them, what you're using a heat lamp, heat mat? Yep. And what are you heating or what are you setting it to? So heat pads, I set to 90, Okay. Uh, 90 to 95, anywhere in that range, you're usually okay. I usually stick more towards 90. Okay. Uh, the room is normally set to be at 23 degrees Celsius. I don't know what that is in American, but I'm sure I figured it out. Um, That's about like 75. 75? That's how much the room is. Set. That's what the ambient temperature is. Yeah. yeah, so that's what the, the, the room stays at. I could be wrong, by the way. That was just off my... It could be could be not calibrated. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, heat pads set anywhere from 90 to 95. I stick a bit more towards 90, especially uh, for babies. I won't really go higher than like 90, 91, just because okay. I'm paranoid. I'm sure yeah. it could be fine, but I'm paranoid. No, that's, that's fair. Um, so ambient temperature, it's just the temperature of the room because there's no heat bulb, right? So whatever the ambient temperature of the room is, is kind of what it's going to be in there minus the heat pad. Okay. And are you also using, not that particular, but are you also only using heat pads on your snakes? Uh, snakes all have heat pads except for my Green Baron's Racer. Okay. Has a, he'll, he'll bask. He'll have a... Yeah, he'll come out and bask. Okay, cool. Um, in terms of heat bulbs, I only use them on my Green Baron's Racer, like I said. Okay. My Longtail. Right. Uh, the Anoles are going to be getting a new one soon, and that's... That's about it. Yeah. Okay. That's about, I don't, I don't use a whole lot of heat bulbs. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I use them only a couple on only a couple of species. The yeah. species have. I remember when I when I first got into reptiles, I bought so many because I thought everything needed one, and now I have so many of extra domes just sitting there, sitting there, doing yeah. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I I have a couple of, couple sitting. I don't know if they still work, but I have a couple of them. They probably stay. They last some. Yeah, they do. Um, okay, so we've discussed that. Um, so now that we've talked about like what's changed. Do you still think, if someone was to ask you, are leopard geckos right for me? Um, 
what would you what would you respond because their care isn't the same as it was um they're not just i mean they can be obviously set up we don't recommend that they can be set up pretty basic right but everybody like we're all striving for better keeping now so as as the advanced keeper or someone who wants to keep them better what what would they need and are and again is if they asked you are they right for me what would you say I would say yes. I think everybody's life would be better with a leopard gecko in it. <laughs> that's, that's just my opinion. Um, you just have to be aware of what's changed. Okay. Uh, it used to be, I mean, like this is a while ago now. It used to be buy a 10 gallon, get a heat bulb or a heat pad, get two hides and get a water bowl. Boom, you have a leopard gecko. Like, And you could still do it. If you have a baby, you can still do that. Um, but it, now, as long as you're ready to commit a bit more, you, you, they can't be in a 10. Like, as a baby, 10's fine. But uh, 20 long is pretty standard minimum size for for them. So as long as you're ready to commit a bit more space, a bit more money, because UVB initial setup, like, keeping UVB is super cheap. Replacing bulbs once a year is, is nothing. Yeah. But, like, the initial hood and everything could be a bit more expensive. As long as you're ready to commit a bit more money up front, a bit more space in your house, do a bit more research you can actually have, you can still keep it on carpet if you really want to but like there's so many more intricate things you can do now with builds with leopard geckos that they will fully utilize because they will climb too if you give them the chance yeah not that they're like a crested gecko and they, you're gonna find them no. up in the trees but i i give my guys whenever i give them not glass but like you yeah but like i'll put branches things like that in there and uh yeah they'll, they'll, they'll use it yeah actually a great example of that is is actually my mother she yeah. she has she has one of my leopard geckos right now because yeah. when I lived at home I I just had the one leopard gecko and my mom loves her so she misses having one in the house now okay. so whenever I have a leopard gecko I need to grow out or something that's just where it stays because my mom enjoys having it there I she enjoy the free upbringing you. it's kind of yeah. nice and she does a great job of it okay. but she likes that's to awesome. ex- she likes to experiment so the most recent thing she did is she bought a small animal toy. Okay. It's like a, it's like a tunnel on a teeter totter that does that, but it's okay. a tunnel, and she uses it. She goes through the tunnel. Yeah, she'll like run all around it. She'll on top of it. She'll go through it. Like I couldn't believe it. It's, it's, it's cool. designed for a hamster. Yeah. But yeah. like my mom is actually d- done. I I have I wouldn't think to do that. Yeah. You know, but she tries different things and well, she, she uses dogs, doesn't she? No, but she she's very avid into them, the, so the, she likes trying new things. Okay. Yeah. And. Um, Shout out Derek's mom. Yeah, she's actually taught me a few <laughs> things just because she's she's tried everything, whatever, because she wants to enrich that leopard gecko's life as much as she physically can. That's awesome. Which is super commendable. Right. And uh, whatever, whether it's uh, thick vines that maybe don't go too high, but like maybe spiral around a little bit, that teeter-totter small animal hamster toy. Uh, she's gotten her like moss-covered tunnels. Everything is used. Everything's used. All of it's used. Awesome. And I was shocked at first. I couldn't like. So you just basically like replaced this gecko for your mom? Yeah, she's she had. She's had. I think then... she's had three of mine now. <laughs> but like, it'll come to breeding season. It's old enough now. I'll take that one. I'll swap out a different one. I got to grow out. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Okay. But it, it's great. She does a great job. It's, it's it's actually taught me, taught me a few things. That's very. very which cool. is really cool. You're, you're always learning, right? Yeah. So. 100%. I've kind of gone off topic here. Um, no, no, yes, <laughs> yes, it's right for you. They're great as long as you're willing to put in a bit more effort, a little bit more money, a bit more space. You're gonna have an awesome pet for the next two decades. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. Mm-hmm.
I don't know. Yeah, I love I, it. I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it. Everyone's life is better with a leopard gecko in it. No, At least awesome. one. Yeah. You don't have one. You should get one. I don't have one. No, I don't think I'll be getting one. I can come no, to you're kinda, your house. You kind of got your hands full over here with those guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got my hands full with, with quite a few I'll things. convince you. I'll convince them. One day. I'll convince one day. Um, so, so let's get into sort of the morph stuff on the leopard gecko side. Um, before we get into the morph stuff, mm-hmm. what... What morphs are you keeping, or what morphs are you working with? So I'm working with a few. I have uh, two that have the jungle gene. Jungle's my favorite. I love it. I, okay. I talked about this in the last episode, too. I just like how they're so unique. Okay. You can have six hatchlings. They all look different. Right. And I love that, because I like things that immediately you can tell that's not like the other ones. So it's kind of like the party mix. Yeah. Cool. I've never okay. really thought of it that way. But, okay. I mean, basically, yes. Okay. Cool. So whatever you're going to get, you're going to get. You need different, different patterns, whatever, depending on what coloration you give them. Like you pair it with, you'll get different colors and different patterns. I love. Cool. Um, I have two. I have a, I have a rainwater albino, and um, I know none of what you're saying. By the way, I just want to clarify. I just, <laughs> put this out there. I'm going to ask okay. a lot of probably so, stupid questions because I don't know. That's right. I don't know morphs in general, so rain, especially don't let me get So the rainwater albino kind of got some purple. Okay. Cool. To it, that's what the rainwater is. Okay. Maybe and there's an albino, which is a bit of a those. bit of a brighter. And then Avery, so my girlfriend who also has two leopard geckos, she has also rainwater albino, but hers is a bold stripe. Cool. So right down the back, like where its spine would be, is a bold stripe. It's, a, it's, a, it's odd, it's in the name. Cool. Yeah. But it's a nice purple stripe on hers. Hers is great, and it works really well because conveniently she pairs perfectly with the male that I have for that. Like, right and Avery's right. nice enough to to let me let me use her for the for the program, which is very nice. That's awesome. Um, I have um. A Max Snow. Uh, I have one normal. I think it's always great to have a normal in uh, in your gene pool, just because normally that'll be the healthiest gene around. Okay. So I have a normal just for strength in genes, and you can pair normal with whatever you want. Because like you're gonna get normal babies no matter what you do. Like that's always gonna be a possibility. So it's just strong genes for your lineage, which I think is just a responsible way to do it. Awesome. Um, I have a cinnamon. I keep confusing for a caramel because in fat tails, caramel and leopard geckos, it's cinnamon, but it's the same thing. They look similar. They look, it's the same idea. Okay, cool. But they're different animals. They named it different. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. I have a nice cinnamon male. Um, so yeah, my normal, rainwaters, cinnamon, max no jungle. I have another jungle. Um, and you? She's. She went diving. Actually, that's the male. Yeah. He went diving. Uh, Calico Firefox female, who's my newest addition, cool. and she's gorgeous. She's um, really conveniently Avery's other leopard gecko, also who's also young, not old enough yet. Yeah, but uh, the one she had same of. same morph, and her is he's very very nice. So that'll be nice. And then Casper, my original, like my OG, I've yeah. had for thirteen years. Yes, um, she's a super tangerine caretail, so she's. Kind of, I have a couple. So you have a good mix of like morphs. I have, I have a few extras, but those are like my main. Yeah. That I really enjoy, good. and the one I'm really looking forward to. She's not ready yet. That's one that my mom has at the moment. Okay. <laughs> not ready yet. Next season, she should be, she should be good to go as a, a Black Knight cross. So I got to start working with the Black Knight gene. That's awesome. Which I'm very excited about. That's awesome. Yeah. I, that's that's so I actually I don't know leopard gecko morphs, but the Black that's like Knight the big one right now. Is the yeah the one I've been seeing around and everyone. Yeah. And as she gets about. older, she's getting a lot darker. Okay. So I'm excited right. what I can do in terms terms of uh, the rainwater gene that my albinos have because that's like a nice purple okay and I have the black and see what kind of thing that so might some, some cool stuff coming 
Yeah, yeah, that's the hope. That's the because Black Knight's someone is untested. Realistically, yeah. there's a lot of them, but in, in terms of what, how long it's been around, there's still so much left to, to discover with it. So that's very cool. Next year's that's next year's project. Next year's project. Yes. Very cool. Okay, so I'm glad you said you already kind of alluded to the next conversation with um, your normal has the best gene pool, and it's like the the, the strongest. Right. Um, so that's something we wanted to discuss today. Um, some some leopard geckos have developed like disorders or what would you call it? Neurological issues. Neurological issues um, due to like but overbreeding it depends, it depends and breeding to specific morphs, right? Yeah, that's a pretty good way to put it. Okay, so we're gonna yeah. run through some of those morphs. Hit me. As kind of like um, kind of like a would you recommend people get these morphs? Would you recommend people stay away from these morphs? Yeah. And then. We'll just we'll kind of go from there. So um, I only have a couple because I don't again I don't I don't sure. know much yeah. about Africa. Right. Let's start with uh, Enigma. So I have something that says here that they um, they commonly have seizures. What do you know about that? Yeah, well, again we talked about this I think in the last episode. I think that might be one of the ones. That yeah, we did I think there's a few, but it was brief in the last episode. Okay. Um, I would just say no. No. Okay. Like there's not a lot of morphs. I'd just say wouldn't recommend full stop but that's that's there's maybe two or three that's that's one of them so what happens with the um, seizures see they're prone to seizures they're prone to i always compare it to the spider gene in a, in a ball oh, python oh, that oh, kind okay. of wobble which that's a super debated thing in ball python land over there um let's talk this that's conversation for another it time is, it is ball python now. yeah they have their own so it's their own little cult over there um that's that's a conversation for another time yeah uh but it's so. similar where they'll they'll wobble stargaze uh you'll see them just walking in circles sometimes it depends on the severity of it okay uh they're they are prone to seizures that can kill them okay. um and the problem with that is you'll have you'll have people are going to disagree with me on this i'm letting you know right now <laughs> um you'll have breeders say hey if you breed out strong lineages it's a very mild symptom might not even show yeah. But it's always going to be there. Right. I, you could have one successfully for 10 years and it could have a seizure out of nowhere. That is always That possibility is always going to be there. Okay. So I would say just avoid it, especially say you're buying an animal for your kid. Why put that risk of it dying at a young age, kid right. thinking he did something wrong, parents maybe thinking they did something wrong, when realistically it's just how it was born, unfortunately. Right. So Enigma, stay um, away from it. I would stay away full stop. Even if it's not a pure enigma, say it's a, a jungle enigma or like a tangerine. If it has enigma in it, or even in its lineage, say one of his parents was an enigma, it's, it's the dominant gene. I would just not, not touch it. Okay, so you're not with people breeding the enigma? I don't support it myself. You don't support it yourself, okay. Cool. Um, anything else to add about the enigma gene? The seizures, stargazing, those, those are like the big problems. They're super common. It is super good. Which is the problem. Okay. They're, because they're, they're nice. Okay. The pure enigma, honestly, I don't think I don't think that looks looks that amazing. It okay. looks just kinda You're gonna have to pale. Supply me with pictures of all these morphs. Yeah, I can so I can show you photos. Yeah. Yeah. So we can um, yeah. But the Enigma is great I mean, not great. Looks wise, looks great with a lot of things. And because it's a dominant gene, you'll get it'll pass on to the babies, right? Like a jungle enigma a jungle enigma we've said before, maybe one of the best looking more surround in my opinion um <laughs> but you wouldn't work with it i don't know it doesn't matter how beautiful it is i don't see why why you'd risk health okay all right so moving on from enigma 
um, Lemon Frost. Uh, I think this is one that you've actually, we either talked about it in the last one or you've spoken to me about it like quite a few times. Um, it's, you know what? We talked about it in the last one and we talked about it probably the most brief yeah. of everything we talk about on podcast. Probably the, the, the thing we talked about the least was the Lemon Frost because it was just a passing comment because it didn't really overly exist in the hobby. Okay. It existed, but it wasn't nearly as common. Uh, that podcast was about a year ago, I'd say, right? Yeah. right? I don't know. if It's like Breeders heard it, yeah. and now it's blowing up. Everyone wants to breed Lemon Frost. And it's it's a problem. It's a problem. Um, so qu- before I get into that, quick breakdown. Lemon Frost's average three-year lifespan, very prone to tumors, used a lot in scientific research. This is why... It's a gene that's been around for longer than you think it has, but you don't really see it around because it's mainly for science research. Um, so someone took it out of a lab somewhere. And, and they, they're nice. If you yeah. got a nice one, you got like yeah. solid blacks, deep yellows. Okay. Like deep, bright yellow. And they, they look great. Okay. Until they're two years old. And that's it. You just got tumors. Yeah. Um, again, average lifespan is three years old. And if very basic breeding education for leopard geckos. Three years old is normally when they're considered sexually mature. So just enough to breed, maybe lay two, three clutches, good chance that mom dies, raise the baby. So you could charge quite a lot because there's not, like they're considered quote unquote more difficult to breed, but that's just because parents die. Okay. And they're all over, they're not, not all over the place, but they're growing rapidly. And I think it's rather dangerous because one thing growing rapidly, I'm gonna relate it to an actually a healthy gene that's growing rapidly, the black knight, which I was talking about, yeah. which people are trying to cross with other genes because it's a gorgeous gene and it's been proven to be very healthy. No issues have been ever found yet. Yet. Yeah. It's only been around for about two years. Like okay. so you never know. Yeah. Um but it it's all it means it's only a matter of time for Lemon Frost starts crossing with everything. Right, because it's a great looking gene, and some people might say, "Hey, they're trying to breed out the the negative parts by trying to breed with something strong, like a high yellow, a normal, a jungle, like a, a established morph that's been around forever." Okay. It's. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna swear. It's. <laughs> when you can, if you want, but. It's it's a load of shit. Like, <laughs> like I don't care what you say. You're. I don't care. Yeah. You're either trying to get money, or maybe you are trying to help the gene get rid of his negative attributes. Just stop. You're not going to. Okay. Um, I, I feel very strongly about this. Yeah, by I, way. Know, I know you do. That's I'm why not a I, fan. I, I, uh, I think it's here. irresponsible. I think it's immoral. I, I think it's unethical. Um, and there's... I don't, be doing it. I don't think anybody should do it. There's one... I'm not going to name anybody here. Yeah. But there's one person I've been at war with. The last like two months. Okay. Uh, this individual has been selling, and it's not just him. You'll see a lot of these lemon frost breeders say low tumor risk. Okay, they kind of like. Beside the gecko, being like low tumor risk, eight hundred bucks. Low tumor risk, eight hundred bucks. Medium tumor risk, six hundred bucks. Like. Okay. And like they're kind of putting percentages on it, like your percent. Yeah. Like, First of all, how do you know? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Like, how, maybe there is a way. I just don't know. I would like to know okay. how they know one's a low tumor risk and one's not. And regardless, why would you want anything that has any tumor risk at all? If I see tumor in the name of an animal, yeah, why would you want I don't it? want that. Yeah. Nor do I want that to be bred. 100%, yeah. You know? And it's, again, some people heard the last podcast. And I was like, all right, lemon trust. And, uh, and it's they've blown up. 
in just like, the last year. I saw the, the expo we went to a couple months ago. I yeah. saw four wow. of yeah. them there. I couldn't believe I'd never seen one at an expo ever. I, I walked one booth had four of them. I couldn't believe it. So the and person you're gonna work with is here in Canada then? They are here in Canada. I'm not gonna say anything. I don't wanna say anything. I don't wanna I don't wanna that's not that's People, not People you're being called out. That's not my place. I'm not <laughs> calling anybody out. Okay. Um directly. Directly. I will, I will indirectly call out all of them. Um, now, again, people will disagree with me on this. You're more than welcome. Have your own opinion. This is mine. I don't support it. They're not pets. They're not pets, I don't think. And the more people buy them, the more it starts to grow, the more, again, it's going to start being crossed with other things. And that can spread in like the Enigma. It's everywhere now. But the Lemon Frost, I would say, is even more severe. Okay. Because there's no way around it. That's getting tumors. Is there one that's more severe than the lemon frost? I'd say it's probably the worst thing in, in leopard gecko morphs. It's the worst thing in leopard gecko morphs. In my opinion, there's I I can't think of another one where an average lifespan is just hitting sexual maturity, yeah, and then, just, and yeah. then yeah. that's not a lifespan. No, it's not. That's, that's not a pet. When I go in to buy, I mean, a when you compare it to like other other leopard geckos, they're living what like. 15, 20 years, like three years is nothing. Casper, again, yeah. my, my original, she's, she's 13. 13. Yeah. yeah. She's more than quadrupled that lifespan. Yeah. And she's middle-aged for an average leopard gecko. That's crazy. Like, like think about that. that yeah, I don't thing. see why that's necessary. First of all, black and yellow, relatively common color combination for leopard geckos. Why go out of your way why for this one? Yeah, 100%. You know, just because it's, it's new and unique and I understand the appeal of new and unique. You want that new thing. I, I got a, I got a black knight like a month after the became yeah. a thing. Right. Yeah. But just do some research before you buy any animal. If I'm going to buy an animal, especially as a pet, if, if I'm, I look, I have two mindsets, right? I have my breeder mentality and I have my I like lizards yeah. mentality, right? If I'm going to buy a pet, I'm 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 looking for like a long-term commitment. Right. Because reptiles are a long-term reward and commitment, and you can't get that out of a lemon frost. Mm-hmm. You might receive some hate for all of that spiel, by the way. But that's, that's, I'm not receiving anything. That's how I'm your way. I, yo, bird's eye exotics on I, Instagram. I, I didn't anything, say anything you want to say, <laughs> I will talk anything out with you. <laughs> I may disagree uh, with you, but I'll talk out anything. Yeah, I, I, I say it. I say it again. I'm going to keep saying it. I know nothing about leopard geckos, so I'm there. Go fight him. I, I don't know. Go for it. I'm ready. <laughs> no, I'm I agree ready. with you. Though. I agree with you. If anything does is producing um, or if anything is constantly showing signs of like tumors, seizures, any problems, neurological problems, no. there's no reason to continuously breed them. Like, yeah, just... and I look at it as like a zero bearded dragons are becoming more popular right. yeah but people realize really quick it's not always a great idea to breed them you can't have one that's healthy you can't, you can't not that you will yeah but you realize pretty quickly that it's not a healthy thing to breed so their numbers like you, if you really want one you can find one yeah but it's not as prevalent as it was when they became really popular because people realized there's a there's a health risk here maybe we should be careful why can't people do that with this you know, no, like it's been blowing. I, I can't believe like it, I see ads now for them. Okay. Never used to see that before we had that first podcast. Never saw an ad for one. So what you're telling me is my podcast has reached. This is our fault. <laughs> <laughs> entirely our fault. 
Once again, I take no responsibility. Um, I don't no, take responsibility yeah. for that. No, I said yeah. bad things about them. I said nothing good. And that's that's what people do, though, man. They <laughs> take it and they and they flip your words on the internet. You know, it's 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 always funny bringing up a controversial topic on on a podcast, and you're like, "Am I ever gonna hear it back?" By the way, I never hear back about it. So we're more than likely good. Okay. Also no. a sign that, that God knows if anyone's even listening to this. But yeah. well, I, 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 <laughs> we weren't responsible for the whole no, absolutely not. blow up of it. Okay. So oh. we've talked about the Enigma. We've talked about Lemon Frost. I have here uh, Eclipse. Eclipse is one of those ones. I, I kind of see two categories. And all of this, I have one that I would call situational and one that I just call dangerous. Okay. And in terms of dangerous, strictly dangerous, there's not a lot you can do to get around it. You could try your heart out, but no matter what, something might happen. Uh, Enigma, Lemon Frost, like those are the two that live in that category. Okay. Uh, and then there's probably three or four that I would consider can be risky. Do your homework, you can have a cool pet. Okay. Uh, Eclipse is kind of on, on that fence. spectrum. Um, so like, so like. To break it down, they can be eclipses that have brought like you know. So for example, for an enigma, you said even if it's low percentage, or was that the limit frost? Oh no, so people place. with enigma. You said people yeah. say they still they still keep them. So is that the same thing with eclipse? Eclipse, you can have more success with than an enigma long term. Okay. I'd say um, they're prone to eye damage, so just be aware. Again, if you use a heat pad, cool. UVB though, it still produces light, right? So just be aware of that. Uh, they can be a bit more prone to skin damage. Okay. So as long as you're aware of these things, you can have one long term. Now, personally, I don't, I don't see the reason to have one if you have to be that delicate about it. But I mean, Twitch is on. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't recommend them to people. But if you have one and it's doing well, cool. Okay. You know, you're doing good. Good it's job. A, yeah. Um, like we said, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But do your research on where it's coming from. Okay. That, that's a big part of, of this when it comes to morphs that can be prone to problems. Do your research. Where is the animal coming from? Are they reputable? Read some reviews on them. You know, ask, ask questions. Any responsible leopard gecko breeder would be more than happy. They'll show you photos of the parents. They'll talk about lineage. Whatever concerns you may have, they, they should sit down and have the time to talk to you about it. Okay, so that's actually you know? something we've been talking about a lot, actually, recently. So maybe we should touch on before we get back sure. to maybe some more other morphs. Um, like you said, to talk to the breeders. So where should people be getting their leopard geckos? Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you're going to get it from a breeder or something. But like, how do you differentiate whether that's the right breeder, whether it's a good breeder? Um, like how are you vetting your breeders? Right, so it depends what you're trying to get. Uh, are you a breeder looking for new breeders? Are you someone who likes yes. leopard geckos and is trying to get into breeding? Yes. Are you someone who wants a leopard gecko and that's yes. as far as you're going to go? So it's a different answer kind of depending on what okay. you're doing. Um, Give me the... If you're someone who just wants a pet leopard gecko and you have no intentions on breeding it and you have no intentions of going further with it, as long as it's healthy, you know? Um, big box stores. That's how I'm going to phrase that. Big box stores. I don't normally get... Big box get, stores. <laughs> I don't normally get uh, a lot of animals from, and I'll be I'll be careful if I do. Um, but, I mean, realistically, you could go get a normal leopard gecko from whatever stores around you, and you could have it for 20 years. Yeah. 
You know? Yeah. Like, uh, in... I mean, it happens with many of you. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Casper, my original, what? she's a pet smart baby. Yeah. Am big, I ashamed of it? Absolutely. Big, big, big box big store. Big box store. Baby. Big baby. Box store, baby. And uh, do I regret it? A little bit. Would I do it differently? Uh, going back to when I was a child? Probably. But I was a child. Mm -hmm. And she's doing okay. You know? Yeah. Um, if you're looking to start off breeding like you've never bred before, but hey, you really like your leopard gecko, breeding interests you, um, these big boxers I wouldn't go to because chances are you don't want to breed just normals. Well, normals, yeah, you don't as, want any lineage either. Yeah, normals as much as like they're a strong gene to have, and I think every breeder should have a normal in their gene and, and within their their breeders just just to have that. I kind of see it as assurance that you're gonna have some strong. Like, yeah, to like off, off cross or out cross kind of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, you can pair normal with anything you want. Yeah, but they're kind of boring. Right. I wouldn't breed just normals. I'd hate it. <laughs> and that kind of leads me because normally when you go to these, you never know, man. Some people actually like this just the normal look. And the, oh, I the like them. Morphs. Yeah, I like. Yeah. Not every leopard gecko. Minus those two. I like every leopard gecko. Yeah. Minus so, more than those two. We have. We have my normal. Yeah. Her name's Twigs. She's great. I love her. Okay. She's a monster for food. I love it. Okay. Um, would I get a second normal? Maybe. Would I get a third? No. No. But I got a male normal because I have a female. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I can see the logic in that. But um, a lot of these big box stores, they, they label their leopard geckos in two ways, right? You have your normal leopard geckos and your fancy. Yeah. And yeah, fancy uh, means nothing. It means literally nothing. <laughs> if you're trying to get into breeding, you need to know your lineage. You need to know what you're yeah. getting into, what your possible, uh, possible outcomes might be. Yeah. And... If you're buying a fancy leopard gecko, first of all, look at a three-month-old leopard gecko. I couldn't tell you what morph it is. Yeah. In six months, it'll look different. In six months after that, it'll look different again. Sure. You know, and so you need to know your lineage. So going to an expo is a great idea. Uh, a lot of leopard geckos will show you the parents, will talk to you about the lineage, and on, on the container where the gecko is, they'll sell you exactly what it is. And tell you if it's het for any... Yeah, I was going to say, you need to know what it's het for as well. Yeah, exactly. Say and don't buy lemon frost. Energies. Don't buy... Don't put lemon <laughs> or enigmas. Um, het for people who don't know is just it, it carries that gene even though it doesn't show it. Yeah. You know, so it could be het for jungle. It doesn't. Sh I have one of those at home. I have one. Uh, het jungle, het jungle. means its parents had jungle. It's not showing jungle, but it carries that gene so it can produce a jungle. That's just basic run of what het means. Just in case people are watching and wondering what we're talking about. Um. So you gotta know what you're head for, you gotta know the lineage, your parents, what you're buying exactly, and at an expo, every leopard gecko breeder there is gonna be able to tell you that. So that's a great place to go. Uh, if not, just go to a responsible pastor. Like, shout out to Critter Jungle. You know, there you go. That happens to be during the t-shirt day. Shout out Critter Jungle. There you go. They'll, we they'll, know, we, give, we keep track of where all the leopard geckos we get in comes from. And yeah, all the they'll, they'll tell you. Yeah. Any local responsible pet store. I mean, I'm also biased because I, I ran the rental department there for quite a while. It's, um, yeah. It's, it's uh, go to your local pet store. Support talk small. To, to, yeah. talk, to, talk to the local breeders. Um, do your research. That's what it comes down to. Do your research. Make sure you know what you're getting. And don't into. buy a lemon frost. Hey, yeah. See? <laughs> there you go. I'll buy a t. I'll make a t-shirt. Just don't buy don't a lemon frost. frost. There you go. That's the game plan. Yeah. Um, if you already are a breeder. Yeah. You shouldn't need my advice. That's true. But realistically, but you're gonna give it to them anyway, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, go back five minutes and watch again. 
Yeah, same thing. Same thing. It's know, true, it's true. know your lineage. Know, know where you're getting it. Know that it's a responsible breeder. And don't buy a lemon. And frost. don't buy a lemon frost. <laughs> there you go. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that. No, that's it. Everyone, anyone ask me anything about leopard geckos, I'm gonna be like, listen, I know I know my leopard gecko stuff. Don't buy a lemon frost. That's all you gotta know. Walk away out of the situation. Mm. That's yeah. perfect. Okay. Um, so, anything else to add to that? First of all. No, okay, cool. So I have two more. I have one that I can't pronounce, and I have white and yellow. So let's start with white and yellow. Um, what's the problem? By the way, if you're hearing if you're hearing any extra noises, I apologize. The emerald tree skinks are banging behind me, and uh, there's a mountain horn dragon behind the camera. Also, um, having a time, having a time, right having a time, doing their thing. Um, so. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, white and yellow. White and yellows are, first of all, they're gorgeous. Are they? Yeah, okay. they're, they're Once beautiful. again, I'm gonna need some pictures. I'll send you photos of all yeah, these as soon as we shut that camera off. Perfect. Perfect. Like, I can, yeah. I can load it up on your laptop for that you. That would be even better. <laughs> uh, white and yellows, especially white and yellows mixed with other things, like it can be gorgeous. Okay. And again, this is, white and yellow is one of those big ones where just, just, I say it, I've said it so many times the last 10 minutes, do your research. Okay, so what's the and problem? White and yellow, so the problem with them being super beautiful is that they're super bred. So there's a lot of, uh, people don't think about inbreeding a whole lot in terms of reptiles. They'll think about it in terms of any mammal, you know, dog, cat, whatever you're getting into, but it, it is. So what's a, is it white and yellow just basically lack of any other pigment? Lack of any other color, not pigment. That's, that, that's, a, that's a better example right there. First of all, yeah, it's a, it's a lack of pigment in a certain way. But they still do uh, have black eyes. Very, yeah, no, they, they're not albinos. Okay. No, they're not all, they're not albinos. <laughs> Think of it more of as like a oh, that oh, white, white. Yeah, don't, that white yellow blush. That white. Think of it as like a leucistic, not an albino. That kind of mentality. Right. Um, but they do have like orange or yellowish blush on them. Yeah. So that's a basic. After this, I'll show you a bunch of photos of them like mixed with other things. Cool. Or we can check morph market. There you go. I think they're beautiful. I like them a lot. I think they're gorgeous. Uh, they're inbred like crazy, which is kind of where some problems to uh, unless kind of like been lion bred for so long and not outcrossed. Like yeah, it's, it's they, it can cause neurological problems to less of an extent than enigma. You know, is it gonna be prone to a seizure? Probably not. Uh, is it gonna are you gonna find it walking in a circle? Probably not. Uh, but they, they can stargaze, they can wobble a little bit, which can infringe on quality of life. That really comes again inbred like crazy at this point um can cause minor neurological issues which can again quality of life comes into question at that point but i i i've said it so many times do your, do your research if you got them a quality breeder moral and, of the story and they're they're using other lineages they're bringing in other white and yellows for example um to add new blood to the line so as long as you know you're getting a quality, healthy le uh, leopard gecko with low chances of inbreeding, because a certain level of inbreeding our towels is acceptable. Yeah. Uh, but this because well, yeah. they're they're very nice looking, especially with the other things. But they're just sort of like crazy. It's just nonstop at that point. Uh, there was a certain period of time, I think it was around 2012, 2011. They just blew up like crazy. Um, so just as long as you know that your breeder brings in new blood, is responsible about it, has a low level of inbreeding. I mean, you can have a really, really cool animal. Uh, just, just be aware. That's all it is. Just be. That's what it is for a lot of morphs. Just be aware of possible risks. That's all it is. Cool. 
So I have two more more questions for you. Sure. The, la- the other one that I had listed down, um, and I'm probably gonna be saying this wrong, is Tremper or Tremper? Tremper Giant. Tremper Giant. What Ooh. is the problem with that? The it giant. seemed like there was a lot of like drama going on in line about that. And also yeah. shout out to um, Avery, your girlfriend, yes. uh, for helping me out with this list because I really don't know anything about that. <laughs> so, okay, go ahead. She, uh, I think she's heard enough rants from me over the last three years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Tremper Giants, I mean, if you supersize any animal, you're going to run into possible problems. Okay. Because they weren't meant to be that big. Right. Uh, first of all, they're rad. They're super cool. You ever seen, like, a full-grown one? I haven't. It's like a beardy, but it's a leopard gecko. Actually? And not quite that big, but, like, it's big. So, what, they were just lion bred to the biggest ones until they, yeah. they became giants? Or yeah, so like it's a, a, so a Tremper Giant. Okay. Um, now, they can... Never them it's up. less so the breeder and more so the keeper that can be a risk to it um they're prone to obesity okay because they're just so big and they eat so much so be aware of that and with obesity can come other problems with leopard geckos where it can infringe on like their bone structure such as are growing uh you may see certain mutations in the body um uh, so the thing is there there's a limited number of them because they're so new so a lot of them that'll breed are kind of low-key related to each other so just be aware that's all it is and don't overfeed it okay and then, but they're cool i want one they're oh you, yeah i do okay. i but not, they are the same species yeah yeah they're the same same eubifarus macularis and they're just been really i don't want one yet i want one when they're a bit more established no that makes sense but they are if you see like a full-grown one it's pretty special they're pretty cool. They're not like giants, you know, but they're yeah, definitely not, not bigger than like big. a regular leopard gecko, and they're they're really cool. Yeah, yeah. The one we saw at the other pet store the other day, that we shall not be named, was a different species of leopard gecko, correct? The Iranian one. Oh, the Iranians. Yeah, they're super cool. I want to get into those, but even more so, I want to get into the West Indians. That's like my next big thing I want to get into. So there, is, there are other species. There are other species. So. The West Indian is still Eubifarus macularis, same as the like what we would see okay, as a leopard right, gecko. Yeah. The Iranians, or depending, on, just different common names mean nothing. Yeah, so no, different sure. names. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. they're actually a different genus. Okay. And they're becoming a bit not more more popular, popular but they're becoming a bit more. Accessible. I mean, if we're seeing them here in Ottawa, then they we, must don't be, we don't see them. We don't see them. Oh, we saw them the other day, the one we saw at the unnamed pet store. No, that was Eubifarus macularis. Oh, what? That was different. What was this? You have to go to like, yeah, but unnamed pet store was probably just is not good at listing animals. Okay, cool. Um, the expos you can find them at. Okay. I uh, I I almost bought a pair at the last expo. I was like okay. really close. I got my leaf toes leaf leaf toes instead. But makes sense. It's the next kind of big thing I want to get into because in terms of leopard gecko, if you throw a new one at me, I'm gonna get really excited about it. Okay. And uh, West Indians, I just found. Uh, Again, with the help of Avery, just a general shout out to her at this point, I guess. Um, I found a male. I have to locate a female now, but they're they're very cool. I don't know if you've ever seen a West Indian one, but with them you can really uh, see why they're called like a leopard gecko because it's kind of it's got that bands like a lemon frost. Buy a West Indian, not a lemon frost. See, boom. Go buy a lemon frost. There's your solution to a lemon frost. Buy a West Indian. It'll be cheaper and live longer than three years. There you go. Um, they got like their black and white striping, right? Not white, sorry, yellow, like you'd imagine. But okay. in in the black, you can actually see like proper leopard print. Okay. Really cool. So you can kind of see what they call leopard geckos at that point. They kind of look like a mix of like fat tails and leopard geckos. 
There. Like if you hybridize that's what you want to look at. You see what I'm talking about in the patterning in the black? Ooh, that is nice. They are really cool. So this will not be unnamed pastor. I'm gonna list a name Shot pet star. Yeah, 100%. Uh, all reptiles in Toronto. That's awesome. I didn't they, know they made them. That's very cool. Yeah, that's where I got my black African house snakes. Right, uh, they yeah. currently have a male and uh, they've been helping me out a lot with finding a female. Actually, they've been really great about it. They are awesome. And shout out to Red's founder, Nat. She's been helping me out with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Who works watch at all reptiles. So Go watch episode three or four. With Nat on it, I don't remember what episode it was, but it was four. Go watch my episode with Nat. She's she's awesome and learn about uh, being a traveling zookeeper. Very cool. I didn't know they carried. Um, I didn't know that all reptiles carried the West Indian. They don't. It's the first time seeing this. That's it's the nice. first I've ever seen it yeah. with them. I was just I I scroll through reptile websites when I'm bored to see. Yeah, as as we all do. as we all do, and I found it, and uh, I was actually at the pest store. I was supposed to be working. Yeah, and. Uh, Oh, look I how chunky these two are. Yeah, that, that's an egg bell. Oh, so they're not the sure. same. They're not the same species. No. Ibulifarius. Ibulifarius. Fuscus. 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 Which, by the way, is the same. That's not a West the, Indian, though. That looks, that's, it says West Indian. I mean, I don't it's know. Not that's right. It's not a West Indian. Indian. There's no way that's a West Indian. So that's the other but one. But that's the other one. It's the okay. Fuscus. Interesting. So that's like. So the uh, yellow-headed geckos. Yes. Um, Where are they now, by the way? Up there. Okay. Um, it's Gonatoides albugularis fuscus. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wonder some kind of. I wonder if there's some kind of connection there. Pattern or something. That's they don't come. They don't come to the same place. So no, I wonder no, if there's be, some kind of connection there. Pattern or a color thing or a, uh, yeah, I don't know. That'd like you know how, look how into. maculatum is like striped. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Cool. New things new to things learn for so everybody. Yeah. I like learning new things. Because uh, cool. you so, never know everything. Fortunately, we had some technical difficulties and um, things just weren't working and things were over full with memory and no space. Um, so we're trying this um, this section of the of the this little... It's the very end part. It's almost, it yeah, you know, we're, we're almost done. We're right there, but we're, we're trying to finish it up and um, we keep getting cut off. So this is final attempt. Yeah. You ready? <laughs> So where we were basically was, we were trying to rate, um, we were talking about how the leopard gecko is rated as one of the easiest pets and one of the best beginner reptiles. Right. Do you believe it's there? And I'm just gonna get open. Keep going. Yeah, we're still good. Okay. <laughs> I believe that, I believe it is. Um, I have a very biased opinion about leopard geckos. Okay. I, I, I think they do belong on that list. You can make a, a convincing argument as to why they maybe could be replaced by another animal. Okay. Um, an animal we may be talking about in the next couple minutes. Yeah. But you do uh, believe that they're... But I, I think they should be there. Yeah. You do think they are still a good beginner reptile even with all the Abs changes you said that they're... Recently Absolutely. They're, they're, okay. they're, phenom they're so full of personality. They're super rewarding. As long as you're setting yourself up for success, you're... you're that, that's the setup is the is the big part right after that it's easy right that's all it is as as, as with most reptiles yeah. i agree if you get the habitat right the carries you're golden exactly awesome okay so assuming somebody after all this long conversation decided that maybe something you said was was not for them and they don't they maybe they don't like or they decided the leopard geckos aren't for them right do you have any other suggestions of other species that are similar 
in like personality and temperament, but not leopard geckos or just different, like somehow different? I would suggest you go on Instagram. Okay. You look up bird's eye exotics. Okay. <laughs> you're going to shoot me a message. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Okay. You're going to fight. Because a leopard gecko is for everybody. Okay. Everybody's life is better if there's a leopard gecko in it. And anybody who owns a leopard gecko, we tell the same thing. It's funny. We said this three times and it gets funnier every time you say it. And it is still, <laughs> and every time it stays completely true. It's true. Okay. Like, like I said earlier, when I, when I left home a couple years back, my mom misses my leopard, leopard gecko. So now she has one at yeah. all times. So now your mom's a reptile. Cause her life is better with one in it. So everybody's That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. She didn't want any reptiles when That's I was a kid. But now. That's all I'm saying. But now. Okay. <laughs> Can't deny that. Okay. Um, but you know what, if, if, if you really decide it's not for you, I respect that decision. Okay. You know? Uh, there are some better, not, not better, definitely not better. <laughs> there are some other options okay. that might suit you better. That's what I was getting at. Okay. No, hundred percent. Uh, the obvious one is an African fat tail, right. basically a tropical leopard gecko. Same sort of care. Very similar care, same tank size requirement. So it's going to okay. fill that slot of the leopard gecko. Right. Exact same diet. Uh, very similar temperament to a leopard gecko. Don't don't always get quite as big. Yeah. Um, other than that, they but more humid. More humid. They like humidity. They will burrow. Make sure you give them a substrate they can burrow in, not sand, not not sand. Uh, something like a tropical soil, like even cocoa choir, cocoa fiber, whatever you want to call it. Something as similar as that you can do, okay. and it's nice because you can do like a nice live plant and you know vivarium with them. It's nice and easy. You can do live plants with leopard gecko too, but that's a whole other conversation. Okay. So maybe that more suits your fancy. Fair enough. Another option is right behind me. Right, you can't. I don't know if you can see it right there. Yeah. There's uh two little bins there. Uh, yeah. he has a trio. There's a pictus gecko. Yes. Those are phenomenal. Yes. They're usually the few boxes that uh don't get checked with leopard gecko are size of tank. That's like the big, big one. Yeah. And that's, that's fixed with a Pictus Gecko because you can keep it in 10 gallon very easily. Yeah, if you're looking for something a little bit smaller, the Pictus Gecko is... Yeah, that seems to be one of the big deterrents with people in Leopard Geckos when they realize they can't be in a 10 gallon for their whole life. Well, a lot of people now are moving to where it's like... I've discussed this a number of times actually on the podcast, mm -hmm. but a lot of people are moving to where it's living in apartments rather than in houses. True. And so smaller cages... Maybe less more convenient. Up less space is more convenient for people right now. Yeah. Right, and yeah. I, I, I completely understand that. Yeah. Um, you know, God forbid yeah. that 20 to 30 inch difference. That's, that's, you know, yeah, no, it's just funny. So the, the, I was, I was going to say, and, um, on, I hadn't even heard of Periodora Picta or the Pictus Gecko until I did the episode of Supreme Gecko. Yeah. And you convinced me in that, like in that, like 45, whatever hour mm -hmm. that we spoke that I should get some Pictus Gecko and went out and got a trio. Now I have a trio that I'm still finding out and they are a little piggies. It's a, it's Wally, right? Wally Kern. Yes. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. never met him. Um, but I like him. Me, well, he seems to be giving you like a good influence. Yeah. On, on I'm a big fan. I like this a lot. Um, Getting more into your kind of species. Kind of my area. Of you know, what I what I really enjoy. 100%. Um, Pictus gecko zone. Great option. Yeah. 10 gallon. It can live in its whole life quite happily. Mm -hmm. Same thing. I think they benefit from UVB. I like a leopard gecko. So I okay. still, I would still recommend you have that. Awesome. Other than that, keypad, as long as you're socialized. Good work. Yeah, you got it. As long as you're socialized, quite handleable, you know, super rewarding pet. Okay. And again, it's a ten gallon. You can you can have one in ten gallon. That seems to be the big thing, and people will, will to this day tell you you can keep a leopard gecko in a ten gallon, okay. 
and I respect their right to be wrong. That's okay. But uh, yes. these guys quite happily in a ten gallon. So yeah. and you can do sound with them if if you want to. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not right. right. No, you absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want sand, there's yeah. another option another for you. You know, again, sand, some people really like it. Leopard geckos are told not to. Pictus yeah. geckos, you can. So yeah, I think absolutely. anything you might not like about a leopard gecko, you will like about a pictus gecko. Right. It's like a small leo small with a leo. couple little things that you can do right. extra. They're great. Other than that, you have uh, the Chinese cave gecko, which I think is one people may not really uh, focus on a lot. Or consider very often. Or consider, but they're really cool. They don't yeah. eat a lot of space at all nothing bigger than like a 20 gallon you know right. you'd be they'd be pretty happy in but it's a great option if you don't like lights or heat they like it cooler they like it humid kind of like the fat tail that you can't but you can't have a, an air in room temperature okay. if not a little cooler than that interesting you know they where they come from they're, like their their caves are they're actually rather cool cool okay cool and i know that because i've seen them oh so for those, yeah, you lived in china yeah, yeah for those who don't know i, I lived in china yeah, for cool. four years and uh, I've seen wild Chinese pig. That's very cool. And in their caves, it is shockingly cool. Okay. You know? So room temp, if not a little bit cooler, you're good to go. Exact same diet as leopard gecko. Again, dust. Uh, crickets, mealworms, waxworms. Dust not waxworms, sorry. Mealworms, superworms. Dust well, it. Dust, them. dust those two. Dust everything. Just dust them. Yeah. That's good. It's a yeah. good thing. Um, and it can, be again, be handleable like a leopard gecko as long as you're socialized. So you have all those benefits, but... It's a bit more interesting of an animal because they don't like it hot. They will sandwich themselves between like slate and rocks. You can build a really cool enclosure for them because they will use some height if you give them as well. That's very cool. So you can do something pretty intricate. Intricate. I'm surprised you're not keeping them now that you've seen them in the wild. I feel like that's usually something that inspires people to... I feel like I own a lot of things I've seen in the wild. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> um, but that's not to say I won't. Yeah, one There's day, a pretty good chance yeah, I will yeah. end up with a breeding pair of Chinese cave geckos yeah, right, at cool. some point sooner rather than later. Yeah. You know, it, it, it might happen. But if you want works, yeah. show them be a little different and say a really fun word, uh, bowangling cave geckos. I can't even bowangling. Bowangling. They're so cool. They're sim There's other common names. Don't use them because they're not, <laughs> not as fun as bowangling. Uh, it's basically a Chinese cave gecko, but instead of yellow stripes, you got orange. Same care, same everything. But you get to say the word bowangling, so why would you, why would you not do that? So those are your top three. Those are my top three. That I would recommend if you really, really don't want a leopard gecko. Very cool. And I'm gonna add a fourth, um, the stenodactylus. Um, right. So I've been enjoying keeping stenodactylus very, very much, and same advantage as you said for the pictus. Right. Small tank. You don't need too much. They're very, very small. They only get to about like three inches, um, and they're communal, so you can have a bunch of them in one tank. So they're a lot of fun to keep. Um, so that's another thing that I say that would be a good replacement for um, leopard geckos. Now you say they're communal and they can live in a 10 gallon. Yes. Can you keep a colony in a 10 gallon? I would, yeah, it would, you definitely, so I wouldn't want, I don't want to give, give any like, you know, rules or numbers to how many, because I, I right. don't really know, yeah. but I, I have, I have, I have seven in a 15 gallon. And I'd say like, you could easily keep like three to four and in in the thing happy. is i have a bunch of different like hides and different areas in them and everything but they all coil up and they're one hide and they're trying to like cuddle right. all together so you give them options to stay away from each other and they choose and they not choose to. not to exactly yeah okay that's so that's pretty cool like, are, whenever whenever i'm over i do they're a lot i do fun. make a habit of going to see them because yeah. they are pretty cool they yeah. chirp and it's adorable they chirp at night they yeah, cool. are shockingly food responsive 
They all, all of them will come out immediately the second yeah. they hit the hit the floor. Yeah, I had no idea the species existed yes. until he got some, yes. and now I love them. Yes, like so, I think they're they're neat. I didn't even think of that though. That's another option to consider. Yeah, another exactly. great option. Yeah, and you can have at least a colony in a ten. You could easily have like. A Are you gonna see? Another big thing for a lot of people is actually like in the daytime, say you're home, you can oh, be yes. able to see them. They are. Are you gonna be general. able to see them? No. So there's the binos for that because the binos are way more like diurnal. There you go. The yeah. binos gecko, but the cynodactyls are nocturnal. They can, like I start seeing them around when like you know lights are gonna turn off soon. Um, they they know you know it's it's almost it's almost lights off. They start coming out, start hunting, start looking for food. But that being said, like you said, they are very food responsive. So if I throw food in at like. 4 p.m. They will, come they will come running out. But yeah. you know what? That sounds kind of familiar, like with a leopard gecko, which is crepuscular or crepuscular, however Cre you want to say it. I say crepuscular. 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 crepuscular, yeah. But some people say yeah. crepuscular. Yes, that. I say crepuscular. Yes. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't I don't know what the proper way to say it is. It doesn't matter. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Um, same thing though, like yeah. my, my any crepuscular animal I own, they kind of know when the lights are going to be they coming on and off because it's a yeah. set time every day. Yeah. Exactly. So, same kind of deal as a leopard gecko, then I guess you can keep an eye out for them that time. You'll come, you'll come out, yeah, exactly. So, there you go, another another great option. A great fourth option. option. And you yeah. can have more than one in a small tank in sand exactly. if you really want to do that. Yeah. Will they burrow? Well, they burrow, they, they they hide their eggs under the soil, under the sand. So, Why, um, there you go. I actually have a bunch of videos of them like digging out. Um, I'll put like a flat rock and they'll dig mm -hmm. like a little hole and just get under it and sit with their head like coming out. And so, they definitely like engage with the sand they come from like the middle east and egypt and like places like that so it's it is actual desert so similar places sand. to a leopard gecko so yeah yeah is that are they heat pad heat bulb do they bath or how, actually, how do they work in that way i actually have both on them oh um I, so okay. i have a heat pad that's on 24 7 so i never take it off okay um so one side of the tank is always warm and um, they always have a heat pad and then they have a basking light over like a bunch of rocks not heat rocks that we were discussing earlier, just like actual slate and rocks. Um, and they will both go under the rock and sit where like, where it's like slightly warmer or they'll come out, or I guess it's slightly warmer because the heat bath's there. Or they'll come out and sit on top of the rock. So they will bask as well, yeah. Do you give UVB at all? Like, do you, um, you ever see catch or basking or something like a UVB? Uh, or? Well, with the adults, um, mm -hmm. the female, one of my favorite females comes out and sticks her leg out, or like you said earlier, tail, leg, or the, just just like that little nose, bit, just a little bit of her, you know, getting it. But the rest of them don't seem to care. No, um, like yeah. again, if I throw food, they'll come out in the, under the UVB. But as long as it's on, they don't seem to come off. Right. Well, there you go. You yeah. like how I switched around the question? I did. I yeah, did. That's, 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 yeah. There you go. Now <laughs> I'm the interviewer. Now it's stenodactylus combo. Now. Exactly. There. No, now we're weird. moving on from Leo's. Now <laughs> we're talking about stenos. And all, like, what, four species of them? Something There's like that? more than four, actually. There's, There's so many. Um, stenodactylus, 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 durae, petrii. Um, there's arabicus, um, which I'd like to get my hands on. Um, and I don't know. There's a couple more. There's a few. There's a few of them. Um, but only a couple of them, only I think Petrii, Dry, and Stenodactylus, Stenodactylus are available in the trade as of right now, or right, at least to right my here. knowledge, yeah, around here, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go, yeah. four, four good options. Four good options. Oh, that's if what you meant by four. I thought you meant Stenodactylus species. Yes, no, like four, four good options. Four, if you don't want a leopard gecko, yeah, if you yeah. listen to all of this, exactly. and you, yes. and, and if you messaged yeah, me, are we good? Yes, we are. <laughs> and, and if you, this is only after you've messaged me, you have to yes. message me first. Let me try and convince you that leopard gecko is for you. But if it's really not, it's four pretty awesome. solid options. And that's actually yeah. a great way to wrap this up. If they were deciding to message you, um, where can they find you? 
uh, Bird's Eye Exotics okay. or Bird's Eye Herp on Instagram. It's the yes. same page. They'll both link you to me. Awesome. Uh, for now, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I uh, have, I'm, I'm starting on YouTube pretty soon. Working I have, on the YouTube channel. Working on the YouTube channel. Video yes. ideas, things coming. Things coming. It's gonna be a big year for uh, for Bird's Eye. Yes. It's gonna be fun. You'll see this beautiful soul. He will be on that channel a fair few times, I would imagine. 100%. Uh, but this year is going to be a big year. It's, yeah. So for now, Instagram, but who knows? Maybe next time you yeah. check in, there could be something new. 100%. And speaking of that, we are both going to be um, at the CRB, the Canadian Reptile Breeders Expo, September 16 and 17 in Mississauga in the International Center. So if you're coming, um, come say hi to us. If you're not coming, you're wrong. Buy tickets and come. Um, we're both gonna be there. We're both gonna be filming. Actually, we have a. Derek is gonna give me. What are you gonna give me? I'm gonna be giving him a thousand dollars to buy whatever I'm not, I want. I'm not gonna say. That. <laughs> no, no, there's more to it than that. But I'll leave it at that for now. With that. Okay. I'm giving him a thousand dollars. He's giving me it for me personally. And for him, for, yeah, just just because I'm nice, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, just uh, for some fun reasons, you have to you have to stay tuned. We have a big video planned for that day. We're filming a couple of videos. I'm very excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Come say hi show up it's gonna be two days of absolutely of reptile lovers and animal lovers who wouldn't love that honestly exactly that's, that's the place to be exactly so come there come say hi to us and on that note um another thank you to exoterra for sponsoring this episode um and the podcast and um i am daffy's reptiles on youtube instagram facebook twitter and everywhere else and daffy's roundtable for the podcast and Shout out to Derek for actually being one of the first people to I'm buy repping, full one of repping the today. Daffy's Roundtable t-shirts. There you yes. go. So he's the one in, in, in the in the uniform today. Fully ready. Uh, yes. And yeah. and yeah, that's it. Um, I think there was one more thing we wanted to add. Oh, that's there, right. Yeah. Don't buy 11 frogs. Don't buy 11, Don't buy 11 frost. Frost. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys very much for watching. Don't buy a lemon frost. And buy we frost. will see you next time. <laughs>